the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Let me ask you, what is your appetite like? Your spiritual appetite? Are you starving for grace? Starving for God and His righteousness? Or do your appetites gear somewhere else? We'll explore those appetites, the tyranny of the old, and the training of new next on today's Way of Grace with Pastor Jessica Stan. So what do you hunger for? This is the question we're exploring today and tomorrow as we continue our series, Arise, Move and Go, here on Way of Grace, the ministry of Grace Bible Church here in Hayward, online at grace-bible.com. Pastor Jessica Stand has us in Exodus chapter 16, verses 1 through 18, as we take a look at those old appetites that we have before coming to faith in Christ, and then the training of those new appetites that God wants to instill in us by His grace and through His Spirit. Join us, won't you, for today's broadcast of Way of Grace. Here's Pastor Jesse. I want to help you on this nefarious, crazy, surreptitious journey that you and I are on. God knows where He's going. He also knows the spots and the reservoirs and the places where he can go to actually meet your need so that you don't turn back legitimately. I'm making some sense, right? Follow me now. Israel, if you go back to the 15th chapter after God healed the waters, God took them right down the road to a place where there were 70 palm trees and rivers. He took them to an oasis. It was absolutely Phenomenal. What does that mean? That God knows where they are going. He knows that. He knows how to provide for them. So frequently, you and I, you and I are wondering, is God going to be able to deliver us? Look at chapter 15 over at verse 27. And they came to Elam where there were what? Twelve wells of water and three score and ten what? Palm trees. And they encamped there by the what? In other words, they didn't know that there was water right around the corner because they can't see around the corner, but God can. God can see around the corner. And often your blessing is right around the corner, but because you're too ignorant to break through the horizontal dilemma and say, God, lead me like a shepherd, lead me to the water and the palm trees. Y'all see that? And, this, and so God moves us on graciously into the narrative that you and I are dealing with, which is so critically, so critically important that we're dealing with point number two, because God is actually training us. He's, he's delivered us. Now he's developing us, developing us. Point number two, the training of our what? Our appetite. 
the training of our appetite. That's what God is doing. He's pri- try, uh, trying us and, and, and developing us. Now, if you pull my map up for me, it should be three maps. I want to deal with the bottom one first. If you can, if you can pull that up, um, you're almost there. Let's see here. That, give me our next map. All right, so right there, I'm trying to see if I can get my marker to show, because at the top, you guys see Ramses, right? Right, these things don't always work when you want them to work. Anyhow, you guys can see Ramses. She can scroll that up. When you come, uh, she can expand that. When you come down from Ramses, remember we came out of Sukkoth, and then we came down to Pahiroth. Now, Pahiroth is right there on the left side of the tracking line. That's where Israel crossed over the Red Sea, and then we came to the wilderness of Etham. Do you see Etham? And then we come down to Mara. Do you guys see Mara? You guys see Mara, right? And so Mara was the test we just had in the previous chapter. That's the test we just had. Israel had to come from way up at Ramses to come down to Mara. That's a good little journey, isn't it? That's a good little journey of solitude with God. It's a good little journey of solitude with God where he has tried you in terms of stop, rest, arise, move, and Stop, rest, arise, move, and go. Because this is the rhythm of relationship with God because he knows how to not only keep you out of trouble, but get you to where he wants you to go. But you got to follow him. And a lot of people are stuck because they don't know how to follow God. Okay, and so that's what's going on here. So we move from Mara to Elam down to Dabka. Do you see Dabka where the question mark is? Dabka is where we are. That's the eighth journey. Don't look at all the, I mean, you could, but we're on what is called the eighth journey. Numbers 33 will give us that. So by the time they get to Dabka, they are fit to be tied because look how far they are from Ramses. Do you see that? They're 45 days out about a hundred and a half, a million and a half of them. And they are carrying water. Now they were just at a place where there were all kinds of wells of water. Y'all keeping up with me? Can I preach? I'm only a little bit of ways from Dhaka and we just came from 12 massive wells of water. How come they don't have any water when they have just come down from Elam to Dhaka? It ain't that far. Do you see that? It's not that far, is it? Is it that far? It's not that far. You know what they did? They underestimated their blessing. So that when they were sitting back hanging out under the palm trees, the date trees and all that, kicking it with the whales and all that, the whales of water, you know what they should have done? Doubled up on their water. Tripled up on their water. They should have understood the value of the water. Because the water is the significance here, isn't it? Remember what I just told you. Uh, keep up with me. What God is doing right here is teaching them that they need him as the source of all their need. You need water. That's not an option. So when he run you up on a well and multiple wells, 12 wells each for each tribe, that means God had already provided that for them because he knew where he was taking them. Boy, they should have dug that whole well up, each tribe, and put it on the back of 10 camels so they can make it down to their next excursion 
without fear. And here's what I'm saying. In our walk, a lot of times we fail to recognize the importance of drinking the water of life sufficiently to be able to continue on our journey. And we get famished. And then we want to blame God for the famish. And that's because we are fasting ourselves against the water of life. We are stingy to our own soul. We are destructive human beings. We think we are camels. You ain't no camel, child. When the last time you looked on your back? Ain't no hump there. If it is, we got to go to the doctor. <laughs> Am I making some sense? You, you, you need to take advantage of the water source of the word of life. You and I don't have to be thirsty. And yet they were, and God says, okay, I'll work with this one, because this time it wasn't even about thirst, it was about food. Their condition had driven them to operate out of sight and not by faith. So under point number two, the training of our appetite. This is about needs being dealt with. God's going to teach you and I how to understand him as our source for water, and he's going to teach you and I how to understand him as our source for food. Those are the two things that we need. Now, there are a couple points that we need to develop and move on under the training of our appetite. Subpoints A, B, and C very quickly. We talked about these last time. Considering our what? Considering our weaknesses. Don't ever justify your weaknesses. Simply acknowledge them because way too many people use their weaknesses as a ground for sinning against God. Yes, you do. Right. This is called letting us sin that grace may abound. Grace will never abound where you sin willfully against God with a high handed presumptuous disposition. Grace will always abound when you are sinning against God by things you don't know, by things you don't understand, by things with which you are confused or are brought to your limit of capacity to defending against God will understand when you and I break under the pressure of having done everything we could and then we collapse. He understands that because sometimes what he's doing is he's allowing us to reach our limits and break so we could call upon him in earnest. So I want to say that again because Christians don't get this. See, you already know that God doesn't just jump up and do whatever you say. The devil don't even do that. Your kids don't even do that. No, nobody do that for you. But you want God to do it. God won't do it because God knows what he's up to. And when he answers your prayer, it's because he's brought you to your limit. Because until you're at your limit, you won't talk right to God. And God's not hearing you. He's not hearing you. He's just not not hearing you. And so it's extremely important for you and I to understand considering our weakness. Now, here's a fundamental uh, disposition of our weakness, Ecclesiastes 6, 7. Pull that up. And y'all tell me if this is not true about you and me. Solomon said something about it, didn't he? Solomon said that all the labor of man is for his what? That's all. All the labor of man is for his mouth. That's his belly. And yet the appetite is not what? So here's what God knows about you and me. He knows this. He knows that you and I are self-centered. We are body-centered. We are flesh-centered. We are carnal-centered. We will exceed our, our uh, what would be logical and safe rations of materialism if God leaves us alone. We will exceed the parameters of our natural limitations if God leaves us alone. Is that true? 
How many people you meet that are so gifted at restraint that it makes you want to be like them? Most of the people who exercise restraint have gone through difficulty to get there. They have been made sick and ill from the exercise of non-restraint. And it has brought them to the place of understanding the dangers of excess. And that's what God is doing with Israel. And that's what God has to do with us in America. Because we are way over our non-restraint limit. And as a consequence, we're sick and ill and don't even know it. Tell the truth. You'd be embarrassed if somebody had to come open your garage. You'd be embarrassed if somebody came, looked in your closet. And you crying about needing something. Do you know you could probably uh, make a couple thousand dollars if you sold most of that stuff, five or 10,000, and live a good six months if you thinned out your closet from all those shoes? Right? <laughs> Come on now. You ain't got but two feet, ladies. That's all y'all got two feet. Ain't but two feet. And brothers, all those tools you got in the garage, you don't use those tools. You know you don't. All that exercise equipment you got over there in the corner, thousands of dollars of exercise equipment. You ain't using none of that. (laughs) All the labor man's for his belly and he's never satisfied. God makes it very plain. We are not satisfied. And so controlling our character is what God is doing. Proverbs 23, verse 1. Keep up with me. Proverbs 23, verse 1 and 2. This is what's going to be so critical to get. God is calling you and I to control our character. He's not calling us to being excessively, arduously committed to personal starvation. No, he wants us to have enough. He wants us to have sufficient. You'll see that in our main point here today. When you sit down to eat with a what? With with Pharaoh, with your government. Because that's what we're doing. I'm not going to go into it. We are commodities, but we're also consumers. All the government sees you as is a consumer and a commodity. Everything that you and I are engaging in in this contemporary society of excess and materialism is a sitting at the table with our government. And they are watching everything you do. And they're increasing their capacity to itemize everything you do so they can tax you more on what you are doing. Okay? Now, here's what Solomon says about that. Listen to what he says. When you sit down to eat with a ruler, consider diligently what is before you. You are sinning when you are not diligent about what the world is offering you for your comfort. You are sinning when you just open your mouth wide and let Pharaoh, Nebuchadnezzar, this world system feeds you. You are sinning, particularly if you're a child of God, because God has already told you they are not for you. They are not for you. Our governments are not cultures of life. They are cultures of power. They are cultures of power and they use control to get what they want. And at the end of the day, It has to result in death because it is a anti-thriving system that they run. And you and I are being called upon to eat the pseudo-synthetic, false, poisonous, toxic 
food of this world system. And we're getting ill, more ill every day. And Solomon says, if you're given to this kind of indiscreet excess, put a knife to your throat. You know what he just said? Put a knife to your throat if you're given over to the lust of the flesh at the level of indiscretion and non-discernment when it comes to eating and drinking and doing this and doing that because you're setting yourself up for the shortening of your life. The shortening of both the quality of it and the quantity of it. This has happened exponentially over the last couple years. All right, let me keep going because the scripture's telling us what's going on. And I love God because guess what? If God gets a hold of your heart and mind and you start to change your appetite and you start to discover that there is a meat and drink that God has that's able to bring satisfaction to your soul and then to also be able to give you the kind of strength that you need to make right choices, you'll discover that God can show you more quality food in this world that he has made organically to sustain your life at the level of fullness and healing and therefore strength for service and obedience to God. That'll come home in a minute. Now, some of you know I'm telling the truth. And we've been telling the truth about this for a long time. And people don't want to hear it because we're addicted to the pharaohic system. And uh, we're living in that contradiction. So Solomon said in verse two, if you be a man given to this kind of excess, put a knife to your throat. Well, what God is doing, he's not putting a knife to our throat. He's just training us up out of it. So now watch what God does. Going back to numbers, let me keep flowing because I only have two points to go here. Uh, and our um, uh, subpoint controlling our character, because this is really about character. Choice making is always, always about the way we think, always about the way you think. You don't sleepwalk, child of God. You don't just uh, inadvertently bump up on stupid. No, you think about stupid. And then you turn stupid into smart. This is called leaning on your own understanding. This is how you modify it. Again, it's storytelling. Is it not storytelling? You, you, you know how to actually imagine something that don't exist. And once that vision is erected by you having generated it out of your passion, you pursue it. And, and, and this world system knows how to help you with that as well. This is what the text says in Exodus 16, verse 19, as God says, I heard them. See, when Moses went to God, he said, God, here they go again. God says, I heard them. Here's what I want you to do. I love this. Because guess what? God didn't really chide them for murmuring against Moses because he already had a plan. And that plan was to get them to understand that God is their God. I'm going to walk through this again so you can see it. And Moses said, let no man leave until the, um, let me see here. Going back, I want to start back at, um, I'm going to start back at verse 7. Uh, Verse six. And Moses and Aaron said unto the children, nope, I want to start back at verse five. And it shall come to pass. This is God talking that on the sixth day they shall prepare that which they have brought in. And it shall be twice as much as they gather daily. Let me see here. Yep. This is uh, this is what I want. There's nope. Let me start back at verse four, just in case you didn't get it. Then said the Lord unto Moses, behold, I'm going to rain bread from heaven and the people shall go out and gather a certain rate. Every day. I'm going to try them on that. 
Now, you tell them what to gather. This will be about two quarts or a half a gallon of provision every day per person. Y'all got that? Now, we're in the wilderness and we're making our way. And I want you to only take so much discipline. Discipline. Got that? I want you to only take so much. If you take too much, it's going to be a problem. And so he's disciplining their appetite, which is the same as saying, now I got to trust God and not my belly. Got to trust God. Let's keep going and see what this, how this works out. And what the text tells us over in verse six, which is remarkable. And Moses said, unto, uh, and Moses and Aaron said unto the children of Israel at evening, this is when we get past six o'clock. Then you shall know that the Lord hath brought you out of the land of Egypt. Y'all with me? This is amazing because what Moses is about to do in calling Israel to obey God, they're going to see God show up. See, right now they've complained that God don't even exist and that he's evil. And God says, no, tell them if they do this, I'm going to do that. And so now they can expect to see whether or not God comes through because it's going to be in the evening. So the text tells us when they see this, then shall you know, then shall you know that it wasn't Pharaoh that brought you out of the land of Egypt. Watch this. And it wasn't Moses that brought you out of the land of Egypt. It was the Lord that brought you out. See, I'm trying to tie something down so clearly. The people of Israel have yet come to the point of believing that God is the one guiding them. See what I'm getting at? And that's the problem with all of us. You live in a complicated world with all kinds of mechanisms and all kinds of interventions and all kinds of mediatorial things that you and I can go to before we go to God. And the people on this planet who are carnal and man-centered and wrapped up in all of the technological advancements and everything that is at our hands' convenience, they are the idolaters. And their idolatry has them blinded to the true and the living God. And when you say, I'm just trusting the Lord, I'm leaning upon God, I'm waiting for God. I believe that God will make a way out of nowhere. He's done it before. He'll do it again. I'm not going to move until God gives me counsel and advice. I'm going to study God's word. I'm going to seek counsel. I'm going to seek wisdom before I act because I know him from whom all blessings flow. He's the one I want guiding me. I don't want my government. I don't want business. I don't want banking. I don't want the global agenda. I don't want any of that telling me how I'm going to survive because to do that, I am an idolater. Now, when you talk like that, you're casting down the gauntlet. And you're telling the world there's a God who reigns over everything and he has me. And I'm telling you, people don't walk at that level of faith. Am I telling the truth? They don't walk at that level of faith. Let's keep it moving. Then shall you know that the Lord has brought you out from the land. Verse 7. I got to get through to, to my final point and close it down. Exodus 16, 7. And in the morning, then you shall see my glory. In the evening, you're going to know. In the morning, you're going to see my glory. 
In the evening, you're going to know. And in the morning, you're going to see my glory. This is the God that will take care of you at night and in the morning. He's a God of 24 hours. He's going to watch over you in the darkness and he's going to watch over you in the light. He knows who you are. He made you on the sixth day. He's the same God. You're going to know in the evening and you're going to see my glory in the morning. I'm going to protect you at night so that you can have a sweet sleep by faith. And when you wake up in the morning, not only will I have protected you, I will have provided for you. Well, you are listening to Way of Grace with Pastor Jessica Stand from Grace Bible Church here in Hayward. Closing out our time together today, we invite you to reach out to us. Let us know how the program encourages you in your walk with Christ. Questions, comments, prayer requests are always welcome. You can either write to us, give us a call, or stop by our website and drop us an email. Now, the best place to go, of course, is the website. Not only will you be able to write to us via email, you'll be able to get more information about who we are, what we believe, worship times, how to get here. Grace-Bible.com is our website. Again, that's Grace-Bible.com. If you wish to give us a call, the number is 510-886-9782. That's 510-886-9782. If you're writing to us, our address is 22768 Main Street. That's 22768 Main Street here in Hayward. The zip code, 94541. That's 22768 Main Street, Hayward, California, 94541. One final note as we close out our time today, this program is listener-supported. If you wish to partner with us, we would be more than grateful. This broadcast airs throughout the Bay Area, as well as online, impacting thousands for the sake of Christ. And that is our hope and our goal. If you'd like to partner with us along those lines, feel free to write or give us a call. No gift is too large, no gift too small, whether a one-time gift or a monthly support. You're more than welcome to reach out. We would love to partner with you as we minister the gospel of Jesus to the Bay Area and the World Wide Web. Thank you for spending time with us today. Until next time, may Christ be your way of grace. Three-star general, Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.